0: Welcome to Life Expected, the show that celebrates the struggles and setbacks in life and the ultimate role taken to success and happiness. I am your host, Johan Flores, and today we're going to be talking with Heather Noah. We'll discuss how she has overcome struggles in her life in the search for success. Our guest today is Heather Noah. She is a software engineer with a passion for large hats and fancy high heel shoes. She's going to share with us some of her story and what got her started on her path to where she is today. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having
0: me. Anytime, and what better way to officially start our cast than with a rock star like yourself? Software engineer, UX guru, math whiz, culinary extraordinaire, wear of many hats from creating sensational libations to producing outstanding software. Let's start out by giving our audience a little bit of background about yourself. Where are you from?
1: Where I'm from? That's like a tough question. My family was very like transient, you know, like I was born all the way in California, but we're from the Midwest. California got too expensive for my mom by the time she had my brother, her third kid. So we came back to the Midwest. And then from there, um, you know, like my mother soon divorced my father. So we were raised by a single mom. So definitely like at or below the poverty line was how we were raised, which like helps you develop a severe appreciation for the finer things in life, you know, like when absolutely nothing is handed to you at all, you know, you got to work and claw your way to everything. But yeah, you know, so that's, that was kind of like the upbringing I was exposed to. Definitely a lower income kind of lifestyle means you definitely meet a wide variety of people, you know, so growing up, I was exposed to all kinds of different backgrounds, which I think also made me like a more well-rounded human and definitely more Mm -hmm. empathetic human.
0: (laughs) What neighborhood did you grow up in or uh, what would you have most time in and how did that influence who you are today?
1: yeah so i mean like it was kind of broken into two pieces as far as like grew up in like started in mont prospect where and we lived in like townhomes where like the neighbors on one side were you know dealing drugs the neighbors on the other side were like beating their kids i mean it's like a sad story seriously you know um but like that it was normal you're a kid you don't even like right unfortunately you know
0: pretty typical growing up in certain places
1: right yeah you're like okay yeah this is just like how life is you know Mm -hmm. um and you know we were like uh like I said single mom so like you're running wild as a kid basically you know luckily like I was super interested in school so like I would excel there and then uh so like I think when I was 13 we moved to Hanover Park not much nicer (laughs) (laughs) Be perfectly
0: honest. It wasn't like moving up, but just like maybe barely. Yeah, like
1: barely, yeah, barely. And my mom had remarried at that point, you know. So there was like mm. no more money coming into the house, but also more children, so it didn't really matter because like the guys she married had kids too, you know. Uh, again, like just kind of same type of surroundings. I started working uh, when I was thirteen. Uh, Like the second someone would like pay me under the table, you know, because like, that's like, if you wanted to have anything like in our household, like you had to earn money and get it yourself, you know, like work, right? Yeah. Like school supplies for us. I mean, no, no, (laughs) you want school supplies. Like you got to scrap those out yourself.
0: So you weren't (laughs) carrying the brand new Trapper Keeper to school on the first Yeah,
1: Deodorants a commodity, you know, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yeah even before that I babysat, but like, that doesn't even like really count, you know? Um, so
0: you were so working early though. You were like, you're definitely was, yeah, trying to make your own money really like, at a young age.
1: Illegally, <laughs> you know, right. the second that I could, I was working as much as possible. Somehow managing to like get really great grades too. Awesome. Well, that's that, that, that's like interesting. Those.
0: Cause a lot of times, you know, when you hear stories like yours, is one tends to fail or the other, right? Where, like I'm doing really well in, in my hustles and the other side is, but my school is lacking or vice versa.
1: Fortunately for me, like I was always like at a nerdy level of interest in, in school, you know, like I was, I genuinely enjoyed like learning.
0: <laughs> was that because you just loved it or is it something that you felt like uh, you needed uh, to get to, you know, to the next place in your life?
1: Um, well, I, you know what it probably was like subconsciously, like I knew I needed it, you know, mm. like I always knew that like I was reaching for something You know, but I genuinely did like it. Like, I I saw, like, college as my, like, way out of the ghetto, if you will.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, I know exactly what you mean. That's interesting. (laughs) That that kind of leads us into the next step, which is really to understand, like, if, you know, now that you are a software engineer and doing what you do, obviously you do well for yourself. Do you think that in your life there's something that might have been the catalyst or something that was a turning point for you in your life that just made that switch for you where you were. Potentially going down one path and then all of a sudden you just said something has to change, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I I had that moment. So my journey was like a little rocky, even still. Like I went right out of high school, went to college for three years, and then kind of like found myself with a year left of school to go, wondering like what am I even doing with my Mm -hmm. life, right? And then like after three years dropped out of college um and then bartended for like seven or eight years. I don't even remember how long it was, you know. Mm Like partied up, like made the most of my 20s to say the least. Um, But then finally I was like, all right, enough of this nonsense. I got to make some money. I got to make like real money, you know, like hustling, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what bartending is. That's a hustle.
0: Yes, I I would (laughs) agree. And some are better uh, than others at it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just like sent myself back to school, you know, obviously this is all on my own dime too. And I was like, you know, I'll just go into teaching. You know, I love math. I always had a lifelong lover of mathematics and science, but math really was where like my strength was. So I was like, I'll just go into teaching. And, you know, I'm like, because I always enjoy, I tutored like forever because I was good at math. So it was very easy for me to get like, you know, tutoring hustles. Nice. So I was like, yeah, that's always fun for me. I'll just do that for a living. So I did that for one year and I hated it. <laughs> like I absolutely hated it. Our education system in Illinois is so broken. I couldn't bear mm-hmm. the weight of working in a system that broken. It crushed me inside. You know, like, the things I loved about teaching in the first place were still there, but they were just completely overshadowed by all this other stuff I had to deal with. Right. So, like, after one year, I was like, that's it, I'm done. I ended up, like, um, I had a friend who worked for the airline, so I could fly anywhere in the world for free. I jumped on a plane, I went to Spain. <laughs> I was like, wow like <laughs> see what happens right you know? yeah
0: I mean sometimes you just have to go
1: <laughs> you know my Spanish was good enough that I was like Shh, why not
0: <laughs> right that's an excellent idea.
1: um <laughs> so I went uh you know and I had I only had like four grand on the bank but it was a time when like my car was paid off my apartment lease was up and I would had like just left teaching like the summer the year had mm-hmm. ended. You know, I was like June or whatever and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna go so I went, um, and then a month later, like, the money runs out, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, well, it's only four I, grand, of
0: course. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know, I mean, I genuinely tried to get a job, but it's like, until you try it, you don't realize how hard it is to work in a foreign country, mm-hmm. you know? It is yeah. extremely difficult. It's not like in your native country where it's just like, you basically, like, you have the skill set, and you could just go leverage it at, you know, multiple places. It yeah, it not-
0: sounds like there's there's, like, a little bit of a hurdle there, right, when...
1: Yeah, there's a you big speak
0: language, you sort of, you're native, you understand how things progress like socially or how they work. Yeah, plus there's like it's weird easy. like
1: censures and stuff like that, you know, that you have to deal with in a foreign country.
0: Right. So like
1: I, after a few tries of that, I just gave, gave up, gave it up and I was like, ah, when the money runs, out, I'll come back home. <laughs> so I came back home and, um, you know, it was so weird. So this, this would, is the turning point when I came home. Mm-hmm. I was like, what am I gonna do with my life? You know, like how do I wanna like get by? What what will make me happy? And as you know, as you know, like I love cooking, I love baking. And I'm just like, maybe I'll go to like culinary school and then like become a chef. And I had I had done all like the legwork to do that. And it was literally the day that I was to like go and like finalize, which meant like put paying money, right? Mm-hmm. Like before, I was about to leave my house. I get a phone call from a friend of mine um, who I'd known for a very long time, who worked as a user experience architect, and he actually had his own firm. And he's we, he just like called me randomly, actually mistakenly that day. Funny enough. Oh
0: wow! Okay, that's <laughs> like, oh, more interesting.
1: Phone. Yeah, I'm like, I got you on the phone. Let's just chat, anyways, you know. <laughs> Excellent. You know, we're chatting and catching up and he's like, yeah, how's it going? I'm like, ah, I just got back from Spain. I quit teaching. You know, I, I think I'm about to enroll in culinary school, you know? And he's like, did you, have you paid off school from last time? I'm like, no, I still have that, you know, like debt that I'm working to pay off. He's like, are you insane to take on more debt? He's like, for schooling. He's like, you do not need school to have a very high paying, successful job. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, particularly if you already have a bachelor's degree, he's like, don't be crazy. Don't go back to school. He's like, listen, he's like, I know your mind. He's like, I know your background. He's like, I'll come work for me. I will, I'll mentor you in and user experience. Well, that's
0: interesting because a lot of the times, you know, when you have conversations with people that, oh yeah, you, you have to go to school, get more education. Right. The more education you <laughs> get, the better, like get He's a like, master, get a doctorate, right. And yeah. you're like, Man, by the time you're done, you're, you know, 10, 15 years later, you're like, can I work now?
1: Yeah, you know, totally. Where am I now? So, uh, you know, he'd like to me under his wing and we worked out this arrangement where it was like mutually beneficial, for the both of us. And like, that's how I got into like software period right? And it was like, the generosity of this man is unbelievable. He is like one of those people that just spreads success. And it just had like, such an overwhelming impact, not only on me professionally, but personally as well, you know, where it's like, I already like had such like a high level of respect for him as a friend. But then like, I had such like admiration for him after that, you know, I was just like, I can't believe like, just like out of the, like the kindness of wanting to see another person succeed, you know, like he did this for me. Right. And it was like, I was in that career for like 10 or 11 or 12 years. I can't even remember how long I did it, you know, mm-hmm. So I switched to engineering and I was just like, it, this is so amazing. This is such like a high level of generosity. It was definitely the turning point from when I went from hustling to like being a professional in something, <laughs> you know, like I don't even count, like the teaching right because it was just so short lived and i felt yeah. like it wasn't a success whereas this like i quickly you know grew in the ranks of um, being a ux architect and making real money you know yeah. in a very short amount of time and i didn't think for it and as a result like i've tried to like do the same i've tried to like bring other people up you know i've taken on mentees in both UX and software engineering at this point and like taught people like the tools awesome. to be successful yeah and I, I that's the point in my life where I'm just like man like I felt so thankful
0: so now, now right now you that you can reflect back on those things do you feel like had it not been for that type of that uh fortuitous interaction between that person that, that gave you that lift do you feel like you would have been potentially where you are today or would you, you think it would be different your life completely
1: I would I, my life would be drastically different I can tell you like my brother always says to me um he's like Heather you always do everything that you set your mind to he's like you decide you want to do something he's like can you do it you know you want to learn a language you know six months later you're speaking that language you know oh. and I'm like yeah I never really like from myself take no for an answer <laughs> you know so that's a
0: great me, attitude to have
1: <laughs> right. Um, so it's like always everything that I've done, because I've had some really intense jobs. Like I left a lot of details out of my story, you know, but there was one time where I was working as like a VP of operations and a controller of a like $8 million a year business. How that happened was like, I was talking to someone one day and the, I'm like, Oh, what do you do? And they're like, I'm a controller. I'm like, well, what is that? And they're like someone that runs the internal finances for a company. And I'm like, what's your day to day? Like, you know, and she told me, and I was like,
0: I love the questions by the way. Yeah.
1: I'm like, I could do that. You know, I'm like, right. hard enough to do that. I have a math degree. I can have that job, you know? So <laughs> like, I basically just like found my, like I just visualized me having that job and just accepted the fact that I could do it, you know? And it's like, and I just, like, got, I found opportunities, right? Like, that's for me, like, how I've, it's been, the, like, the key to my personal success is, like, being extremely opportunistic, right? Like, mm-hmm. seeing things with a kernel of possibility that could, like, be, like, the pathway into, like, where I'm seeing myself heading.
0: Interesting. Do you choose those or do you see those paths as something that aligns with your personal interest mostly or just something that catches your attention, um, and I ask that because, you know, a lot of times, you know, in my personal experiences, I like this, so I follow it, right? So it's kind of like yeah. that, you know, I like, I did graffiti when I was younger, so therefore I followed something in the arts field, right? And and more creative in, in that sense. Uh, do you feel that that's what you gravitated to, or was it just kind of like, hey, this is a great opportunity that I'm going to take it
1: and run, and see how far yeah. it goes? Yeah, so until I got into software, it was just like, this is an opportunity. I'm just going to take it, you
0: know,
1: once I got into software work and then I realized like, I like, that's when I felt like I was finally home, you know, then it was like much more deliberate, you know? And I was like, kind of like calculating my way. Like I knew when I started in design that Mm -hmm. I wanted to eventually end up in engineering. Like I knew that right away when my friend was mentoring me in UX. He's like, you need to know some engineering to do this job. He's like, you can't design something that you know build or at least understand how it's built, which I was so appreciative for. It. Part of that, like, initial learning, you know, I'm like, I was like, Ooh, I actually really like that a lot better than I actually <laughs> design. Right. Um, but I like, but my strengths definitely were in the design, and that's where like. I was being pulled anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, every single opportunity I got to not only like get paid to do engineering as well as like increase my engineering skill set, I took and it, you know, it took 10, 12 years, whatever, to get in here. But it was like every step was deliberate, you know, and of course you have to take into account like sound reason, stuff like that. And, right. You know, so... Well,
0: it sounds like it, it was one of those things where it, it, you're constantly working on in the back of your mind. But at least what you're yes. what you're involved in right now or at the time um, was was a, a way or means to get to that end, right? Yeah, uh,
1: it was like a step along the way, and just, I was happy to take my time, and I was in no rush. You
0: know, well, definitely. I think that that's that's also key, right? I think we yeah. we set a lot of expectations on ourselves, and when we when we're trying to reach goals, and then. That's what starts to like really hinder us. It's like trying to lose a hundred pounds right in in a week, as yeah. opposed to being more realistic and saying it's probably going to take me a little bit longer. Uh, and there is ebbs and flows right, so ups and downs will, and you just got to kind of get through them.
1: Yeah, Excellent. you know, uh, sorry, let me just say one more thing. When I was in design, <laughs> there's tons of people that are always trying to transition into design, right? I'm sure you've met tons of these people yes. all along the way, right? definitely. Like, I love it, I love it. Let me, how do I get into it, you know. And I would tell them the same thing that I had been doing the whole time, which is like, you got to find these pockets of opportunity that will bring you there. Like, look for like places of alignment between where you are now and where you're trying to go, you know. Yeah. Find the right people. that is a huge help.
0: I find that when you get to know someone that is genuinely trying to help you, right, or, you know, even with nothing necessarily without something that they'll get out of it yeah. Still, there's you have to sort of hold on to those people and just say hey man Absolutely. You, you have this ability and this thing that you're you're reaching out to people to sort of bring them forward as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: even if it is you know for some potential you know monetary value at the end for you as well awesome doesn't matter everyone can win in the game uh, not, not everyone deserves to lose right so i think it's important you call that out and then it's super great um, what an awesome story, by the way. Some of these things I hadn't even from previous conversations with you, but uh, <laughs> great to know. And I, I find it just so like inspiring. And I think a lot, a lot of people here in this will feel the same way. So now we're at part of the show where I like to just throw in a little bit of a twist right so i want you to think of a song that as soon as you hear this song it immediately makes you think of something i don't it doesn't matter what it is it yeah. brings you back. do you have anything like that
1: i mean i do the one that comes to mind the easiest is actually like a tragic sad one so please do not play the song on the other side of this conversation <laughs> okay it'll be more than i can bear okay it's the song that was so like when i was five years old my we were all three, me and my two younger siblings were in the car with my mom. My mom was driving and we got, I was five years old, but we got in this horrible accident. You know, it was like oh, gosh. the first time, like, so like I saw, oh, there was a lot of like traumatizing stuff that I had already experienced as a kid at that point, you know, but this was the first time where I was like fully like consciously aware that I had just been through something terrible and the song playing on the radio I, like haunts me to this day. The song I don't even know the name of it, but did you ever watch a development? Arrested Development, yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember the song that Joe would always play to open one of his shows? Oh like, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. That not... song. <laughs> wow. Really. <laughs> yes
1: god so you can imagine how difficult it was for me to watch the rest of development and i have such a love for it
0: <laughs> yeah no no it's a great great show and I, we've <laughs> had conversation about it before in the past yeah that's interesting. wow that's that's and well the song though if you think about how you tie it to the memories is right because the, the song yeah. in itself is not like a a, a sad song per se right or, or right
1: yeah it's just tied to that like tragic event that and that that memory right for, Yeah, there'll be times when it comes on the radio and I'm like, turn it off, turn it off. Like, I can't can't go back there.
0: I know. (laughs) And and that's exactly why I asked this, right? To place those moments in in people's lives and and to see how, like, we have such a connection that way with certain things in life and and how that might be important. So Mm -hmm. that's great, Heather. Any other thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners?
1: Yeah, I'll give you one more. This is one I tell any person I've ever mentored and any person that seeks advice from me um, is something that my friend who I told you the story about earlier, who mentored me, said to me, and which is like, always be interviewing. No matter how happy you are, always be interviewing. It forces you to always make sure your resume is up to date. Mm-hmm. It forces you to um, improve your interview skills. And most importantly, hands down, it helps you understand your market value, right? So that's why it's important to do it when you're happy, right? So like, let's just say just for argument's sake, I'm making $100,000 at my job, right? Uh, and I love it and I never want to leave. However, I go out to an interview somewhere else and they offer me 115,000, I should I now I'm now I have like I could either take a chance to make an extra 15k a year. Or I could go to my boss and be like, "Hey, I've got this offer. What can you do to keep me?" You
0: right, know? which is so great.
1: Like, you don't lose at all. All you do in that situation is win, and all it costs you is like, an at least one interview every six months. You know,
0: there's nothing as powerful as like, "Look, here's my worth." Right, and, and more importantly, if you don't ask, you don't get. Right, so like right. going exactly. to your boss and saying, "Hey, listen." this other company is willing to pay me this much because they see my value. Yeah. Um, I've explained that value to them. What can you do? And they might just say, hey, we'll give okay. you 20.
1: Yeah, Correct. or yeah, we'll watch it or we'll meet you in the middle. Either way, like all outcomes are like to benefit you, you know? Yes,
0: yes. And, and I think that's great because, you know, uh, I think changes in life are, are super, like they're paramount. It's the most important thing you can do in life is to continue to change, right? And maybe like, you know, 20 years ago it was okay in some sense of the word to just keep a job for 20 30 years yeah i think today now you know this day and age it's more about like you know keep keep building keep changing keep learning because i know every time i've i've gotten in any position that i've gotten i've learned so much like if i try i trace things back i realize that i knew so much less in in this world and then i look back and i go wow, man, I was like a child. And before that, I was an infant. And before that, I was like, oh, my God, I wasn't even conceived yet, you know? And, I know. <laughs> and it just starts to blow your mind, right? And you're like, so if, if I continue to stay here, and I've also seen the the, the 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 ladder, right, where you stay in a job too long, and then all of a sudden, you, you start to conform, and you start to think there's no more new learning because you've become yeah. sort of like the master of that realm or that yeah. area.
1: You plateau, and that's the moment you should Correct. start, like, really questioning whether or not you should stay.
0: found that life is a constant hustle in the pursuit of success it's all about making changes and being opportunistic actively spreading success helping others and paying it forward finding your pockets of opportunity and setting achievable goals (laughs) thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe if you're feeling even more generous write a review i'd love to hear your thoughts thanks again